Hello and welcome to YHTV's Flowing into Awareness with visionary and master intuitive Anatara. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host of this program. This is episode 30, Presumption Planning, Living by Default. And here to tell us about it is Anatara. Yes, presumption planning. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is what makes us live by default. Uh, <laughs> we, we presume a lot of things. There's a, there are basic presumptions that society makes about, about how life goes, and then there are individual presumptions. And the ones that I want to, to look at right now are the ones that each and every one of us have about ourselves, about our capabilities, about the possibilities of what our lives can bring to us, uh, presumptions about whether we are beautiful or ugly or smart or or clumsy, whatever whatever they might be. Presumptions in almost in, in any direction can give us this living by default that I'm talking about. So if if we can examine what our assumptions, which become presumptions about ourselves, are, we can step out of the the loop that we're so generally stuck in or caught in um, that creates the living by default that happens for most of us. Uh, I we, we could say to ourselves, uh, I went to I went to high school, but I didn't like it much, and so I I finished high school, but but after that I. I didn't really have an education to go very far. So we are presuming that because of that, there are other things in life that that we think might require a greater education that we don't have, that we therefore can't do. Or we think to ourselves, since I didn't succeed very well in high school, I'm not a, I'm not a good learner. It's, I, I can't really receive the things that I might like to in order to get ahead. So we then start to live a life that is really limited because of those default beliefs that we slip back into. So many of the things that we do to ourselves are done through a default belief, a default presumption of self, a default presumption of what others are expecting of us, which in general come from within us. So how do we change those those presumptions about ourselves. How do we bring what our what we believe and feel and know our dreams to be in line with our planning? How does uh, how does living become planning that is exciting and and forward looking and forward moving rather than that planning by default? Uh, and so much of it is, you know, we, we talked in the last episode about being entitled to love, about being entitled to experience the love of the universe. This is really similar because we are entitled to allowing the universe to bring us our dreams. We are entitled to, to existing in a world that excites us, which we also talked about a few episodes ago, that is full of, of uh, receiving and giving love, and that is addressing who we believe we are based on what we dream about, what we wish for, what we desire, what we think we'd like to create. So when we start to look at what our dreams are, when we start to look at the things that excite us rather than the things we think we should be doing, 
When we start to live in a way that receives all of the love and and benefits of, of everything around us, then we're no longer in that default pattern. We are in a, a co-creative pattern with everything that's around us. It's I, I, I sort of like to think of it as being in a co-creative relationship with the self. Part of the self hears from other places, from other realms, and from deep, deep, deep within our souls um, what it is that we would like to be doing. The human part of it then addresses that and, and in a way gives the invitation to our lives for those things to come to pass, for those things to come into being. We, we ask that we, we find um, a, the, a, a job in, where, in which we are understood. We ask that we find a job in which this particular skill that I have, which is liking to talk to people, <laughs> is, is received and, and can be utilized in a way that's beneficial for, for myself and others, whatever it might be. Perhaps you just really like to pick up a shovel and dig a lot. So where is that dream job for you? Where is that dream expression of digging? How would you like to make that happen rather than, than um, believing that digging is just something that you happen to be good at, but that doesn't really mean anything to you? So this brings in, in one more little element of, of what it's like to be human. Meaning. We give meaning to things. And when we give meaning to things, we place value on those things. Uh, this particular aspect of my life is good. This particular aspect of life is not so good. It's a drain on me. It's it makes me unhappy. It makes me feel um, unnecessary. It, it it it's not it's not rewarding to me in any way. But there's this part over here, this this digging, <laughs> this dream part of digging that that really inspires me, and and I would love to bring that inspiration into the actual manifestation of. Um, taking steps in my life that use my skill at digging, but also make me happy and make other people happy. So that I'm not functioning because I, I've, I've gotten to a certain place and that's all I can see. I start to function because I know that there is a, a reciprocal answer to doing what I'm good at that also nourishes and feeds me. So the default slips away the the acceptance of oh well I'm just going to do this and, and this is all that there is starts to vanish and we start to co-create with our own dreams to become sort of sort of more responsible to what what our life life is what life is all about what the universe is all about what existing in in a in a realm of lots of other people's lives is all about none of us needing to fall back into that default definition of ourselves but instead taking steps to create a new kind of planning a new kind of planning where our presumptions are different than they were our presumptions are bigger than they were. Our presumptions are, are easier because they feel like us. We're not, we're not falling back into something or being stuck in something. We're taking steps to move into what feels like the perfect re reciprocity of love and life. Mm, lovely. Very lovely, Anatara. Thank you. And as I hear you speak of this 
the presumptions that we all have upon ourselves. Um, I, I always think, because we run into it over and over again with individuals that we're working with, where a lot of those presumptions were built upon from childhood. And that's has been my uh, experience and listening to so many individuals where, where they've been told over and over again, you will not be able to, you are not good enough to, you are, you are, you are, that big word, you are, which becomes I am. And I have known this with my own experience, which is, oh, I am. I am always late or I am. You know, I'm not able to. And these are really powerful words that we take on as children. And what is very interesting that I've watched where here are these individuals who are wanting to make the shift, who are wanting to make the change exactly the way you have spoken of it today. And the moment they do, those same individuals and voices come back and say the same things. What do you think you're doing? That's not for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and so often is sometimes I feel, Anatara, and many times that we not only have to have the strength to shift, which is a huge awareness, but have the strength to step away from that environment mm -hmm. until we're able to find the balance with that change, and then return to our environment. Uh, that's, that's an ideal scenario. <laughs> what you've just described, you know, to be able to, to pull oneself out of that so, that so that you have the opportunity to see yourself in a different way and to start to live with your, with your new presumptions of self. And, and unfortunately, in, in my practice especially, I see that one of the biggest presumptions that we have, and you were, you were mentioned, really talking about this, is that we have to be wherever we're at. We have to make the shift and the change from exactly the situation that we're in. And and it is, it's a much bigger job from that place because you are not only working with the parts of yourself that don't believe those things, but the reinforcement is continual, as you've just mentioned. So, so... I, I also know that it's very difficult for many people to check out of whatever it is that they're in or to change their lives in such a way that they can be completely separate from the things that remind them, constantly remind them of, of those old presumptions. Mm. So there are, there are different ways to make it through. And, and I would say that the, the most powerful presumption of all to use in any of these situations, whether you, whether you find a way to sort of step out of, out of, a, of the usual um, until you've made a, made a move, um, or to stay within the usual as you try to make a move, is that the belief that you can't change or that change might be harmful or that you're not allowed to change is the biggest and most detrimental presumption of all. It's the strongest one. That presumption really keeps us in, in a default loop that is that from which we are we can almost not extricate ourselves. Mm. So if we start to think to want just wonder, you don't even have to believe it in the beginning, but wonder could I change? And what would happen if I changed? Uh, 
I think it would be all right if I changed. (laughs) I think it would be all right to change some of my ideas about myself. That once we start that rolling, some of the rest of the movement happens regardless of whether we are in the usual situation or not within the usual situation. Mm. Mm. Lovely, Anatara. Yes. Oh, change, change, (laughs) shift. (laughs) Change, shift, flow. And it's consistent in our life, isn't it? It's it's like once you reach a certain point, you realize that there's actually more unfolding to do. And it's just, you know, I always say, you know, We're, we, we should be so grateful for the, just the awareness, and that's where it all starts. And that awareness has to keep going on and on and on. There, there, well, it, it's infinite. There is no limit to awareness. There is no limit to what we can become aware of. Even when we are our fully unlimited and enlightened and aware being selves, there will always be more to understand. <laughs> there will always be a loop a part of that that brings us round and round and round in beautiful expansion. It's it's to to think that we can sort of stop and really take it easy. That's a pretty big myth. <laughs> it can become it can become more and more and more enjoyable, but it's it's all there's always that movement, there's always the flow. Yes, absolutely. Hence flowing into awareness. There infinite, we are. Infinite, infinite <laughs> awareness. Infinite flowing, infinite <laughs> awareness. Thank you so much, Anatara. That was definitely a eye-opening moment and very full. <laughs> and of course, we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of information and education. We're always grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. You can also connect with Anatara by following her on Twitter, at Anatara, and of course through her own site, anatara.ca, anatara.ca. And we invite you to subscribe to our shows with weekly updates. And you need to visit our site, yogahub.tv, for more details. And please give us a call. Let us know your suggestions and comments at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. Namaste.